And we are back. We're no, we're just here. We're <laughs> here. Yeah. Why would we? What, what were we coming back for? I don't know. Yeah, where'd we I go? Mean, it's a totally different day. Everybody's, everybody's obviously wearing different things. You know. Yeah. So we're wearing clothes at draft ice. We have we'll a. a, a we'll in, it's in our contract. I have to show up in this shirt every time. Draft ice, where you can definitely count on no continuity issues. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, wide receivers, right? That's what we were doing the last episode. Was it? Yeah, I think it was. It was so long ago, I don't remember. Uh, it's it's, it's, been, like, it's oh, been a it's been, minute. It's been a week. That walk out of the doorway and back in, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, and we did, like, the top 17 receivers. And now we're going to do some uh, other, I guess, like, top 40 guys. Uh, you know, some honorable mentions. Guys who might be in that wide receiver two range. Guys you might be targeting in drafts. Is this, just, like, in no particular order? Maybe some sleepers? Are we just kind of throwing out names? Uh, they're, like, favorites. If you have a sleeper that's not in this, like, this area of the list. Tanner McAvoy. That's not a sleeper. That's It's only a sleeper if there's an actual likelihood. Actually sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> the right. Giants need a receiver. They know. Oh, they comes. know him. Uh, him and Leonte Carew can go ahead and hang out on their practice Ooh. squad. I ran into Leonte Carew more the weekend. Oh, Fun fact. All right. He's also in your living room. <laughs> what <laughs> what kind of giant gotcha. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that was to preface it, I'm also in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big fan. They're so wearing yeah, tights. <laughs> we were talking about like the top 17 receivers last time, and uh, I think we're gonna go over some more ranks. Some other guys you might want to keep your eye on later on in your drafts. Uh, some guys who might be bumping themselves up into the wide receiver echelon. So uh, I have wide receiver 18 right now is Tyler Boyd. Mm. A guy who I don't think a lot of people will uh, like at that spot. Mm. I think Ricky's not a huge fan of it. No, he's, he's fine. It's just, again, splitting hairs, but finish what you're going to say. He's big, he's strong, he's got solid hands, good route runner. Sounds like every wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, not really. He's fun to watch, dude. Like I, no, I kidding. love watching his tape. He he runs a lot out of the slot. He can run outside. He actually surprised me last year, stepping up when AJ was out. Well, and that's the thing. He... It, it, we have footage. You know, we have game film. Like compared to Juju Smith-Schuster, where we didn't really have game film of him no. without yeah. AB, we had Tyler Boyd with film without AJ Green, and he he was good. Big red zone threat. <clears throat> had seven touchdowns, and that was his breakout year last year. And wide receiver 18 was kind of where he was last year, too. Uh, he, I, I watched his film right after watching Robert Woods. And it was like watching night and day kind of players. Mm. Like, it was just a... It kind of... It, it was fun to watch. He Again, he's got red zone versatility. He, he kind of almost plays this big... Him and Cooper Cup kind of play this almost big tight end slash receiver role. Mm. Uh, big slot role. And uh, I I love watching him play. I, I have him at wide receiver 18. That's where he was kind of last year. Uh, I don't know if it's the fact that I was just watching Robert Woods, but he's bigger, faster, has better body control than a lot of other players. Uh, only worry is that he, he took a lot of snaps out of the slot, and that was where a lot of his production was. But he, you know, I've seen there were a couple of years where they played him outside at flanker and at X, so... Uh, you guys have any comments on that? Are you sad? Upset? Uh, let me. Uh, this just this giant chunk of the list is the rest of the wide receiver twos. I have Tyler Boyd, Alshon Jeffrey, Kenny right. Galladay, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods. Finally, even though I shit on him the whole last time, mm-hmm. Corey Davis and Julian. I like Corey Davis, but I was waiting for him to pop every year, and it doesn't happen. Well, the problem last year was well, only been two years. And last year, Every Mariota, of those had, two years. Mariota had an ulnar injury, injury last year and barely could throw the ball. And then when yeah. it wasn't Mariota, it was Blaine Gabbert. I love Blaine Gabbert. Oh, my God. He just keeps on trucking. And not for nothing, like, I watched Corey Davis's film, and there were a lot of, not for nothing, there were a lot of games where you're going like, all right, this is good, but it's like, I don't see the pop. And then watch the New England Patriots game where he's going up against Stephon Gilmore, and he just beats him, like, badly repeatedly like he he took him to the woodshed he mm-hmm. made him his bitch Chopped him up. He, he, he dude he juked him he okay. he beat him on a lot of different routes he took it right to the house a couple of times it was my mm. favorite game to watch of Corey davis was uh was the new england patriots game go back and watch it he's beating <clears throat> a great corner in man coverage he, 
He, he's a good corner. He's a great that wasn't corner. you couldn't hear that on the mic, but now everybody knows I said it. He's a good corner. He's a great corner. He's a good corner. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. I had him at twenty-one. I like Calvin Ridley a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. Great route runner. Um, proved himself to be the number. The, he'll the take route another step. That, that a lot of people didn't think he was last year. He'll take another step this year for sure. Absolutely, and not only that, he plays all over the line of scrimmage. Yep. He uh, gets solid release off the line of scrimmage, uses his footwork, sometimes his hands, gets a lot of red zone looks. Like, oddly, like him and Tyler Boyd, I was shocked how many red zone looks they both got. Uh, yes. Gets legit separation on a lot of plays. Did have a lot of drops, though. <clears throat> like, he had a lot of concentration drops. Every time I'd watch, like, I, I was counting them every time I'd watch some of the, the games he was doing. And it would just be like, dude, like, where, where were you there? Like, why didn't you reel that in? I think mm-hmm. that's the rookie things that may be shaking off coming up this year yeah and i mean i i looked at him kind of like a discount amari cooper just very good that's actually a good i like that comparison a lot uh very good route runner and gets separation based off of his uh, partially his athleticism he's a very like he's got a lot of good straight line speed uh good in and out of breaks he's got legit zip and get off doesn't break tackles but gets solid yard after catch with speed can do a lot of work with crossers just takes and goes gets solid separation and can run most of the route tree. Like, it doesn't have a problem with any part of the route yeah, tree. He was real helpful for me in fantasy last year. But yeah, so I, I, owe, I owe him. He's got good. He's also got good awareness in zone coverage. Like, he, he will find he'll the open find spot. The, yep. He'll sit down when he has to. Yeah, he's he's mostly a, a good route runner. I, I haven't – you know, every once in a while I'll run out a route here or there, and not, like, as smooth sometimes as you'd expect him to be. But – I would say he's he's climbing the the tree of the 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 great like the good versus great route runners, <clears throat> and again that was his first year. It was a rookie and he performed very well. It was well. a very promising first year for sure. Um, Absolutely. I also like Kenny Galladay, and I know you do too. Yes. So I mean I, I think he's another guy that takes another step this year for for one hundred percent. Well, part of it is they don't have Golden Tate anymore. Yep. The other thing is Silver they, Tate. Silver Tate. <laughs> they also don't have like they don't really have much else there. And uh, he got a lot more deeper, like, passes. Mm. Like, Kenny Galladay was utilized more of a, like, you're going to see this in Daryl Bevel's uh, scheme where he, and you saw it last year, a lot of play action, a lot of deep crossers where he's going down and getting the ball. Let's see if I have the notes on him. Galladay. First name, Kenny. He's just big. He's good at ball. He's good at tracking the ball. He's Use longer it. than he is big, too. Like, he's just got limbs. Well, he also uses his body to his right. advantage. A lank. He's, he's a, a lank. lank. Strong. He gets inventing a... words. But not only that, but, like, he gets so many good deep balls, especially from Matt Stafford. Like, this is a guy who you know he's... Stat Padford. He's got a great... <laughs> he's got a great quarterback, or a decent quarterback, who you at least know is reliable as a quarterback for a wide receiver weapon. Mm-hmm. So you're not worrying about who's throwing in the ball. Yeah, this whole group's very interesting to me, actually. Um, he's willing to make adjustments to the ball. I'm shocked he didn't get as much red zone work. Like, he got yeah. only five touchdowns last year, and I was expecting a lot more well, from him. And I think it, it, he also does body catch a lot. One of those big... Yeah, I've noticed that. He, he uh, He's good at tracking it over his shoulder, but he does kind of like... He has to kind of collapse it into his chest sometimes. Double catches it sometimes. I know it's not... I don't think his hands are as natural as some other guys like a Stefan Diggs, where it's just effortlessly always perfect, taking a picture, fits right in, uh, no readjusting. Um, I think, he, like I said, sometimes he body catches. There yeah. are guys that are just more naturally talented hand catchers. Yeah. And it's weird, though, because he also does catch away from his body yeah. sometimes. And he's he's shown the ability to do that. And he's shown the ability to just post up in the end zone and get vertical and extend mm-hmm. and get the ball. So I do think he will take a step forward. I think he will be a big red zone weapon. Yes. Uh, I, I I liked watching him. Again, He his tape was very different than a lot of these other guys. As opposed to Tyler Boyd and Calvin Ridley, who got a lot of short routes, and then every once in a while a deeper route. Kenny Galladay had a lot of deep routes. Yeah. He he had a, a compared to everybody else there except maybe <clears throat> I mean more than everybody in that in that group from Tyler Boyd down to Julian Edelman from eighteen to twenty four, all those other guys had a lot more shorter routes except Especially maybe Corey Edelman, Davis. Yeah. yeah, Corey Davis and Galladay are kind of in a similar category in terms of their body size, their length, and what they're good at. More like straight line down the field kind of guys. I mean Corey Davis, they used him on a lot of crossers and in breaking routes too, and I. I think it was just the scheme for Kenny Galladay's. They decided that they were going to do that scheme, and he fit that scheme. Um, 
we were talking about Corey Davis before, and I think I'll just bring up what my notes have on him, my thoughts that I wrote down, was he shows the ability to do everything a number one wide receiver can do. He has the trust in Mariota. He can get sloppy in his routes, but also shows the ability to be a great route runner on film. Like I was saying with the New England Patriots film, he has great start and stow and <clears throat> start and go and kind of also start, uh, start to stop. Speed, yeah. Yeah, and catches away from his body really well. Mm-hmm. Has great long speed and power, and that's what makes him great. And can he could do? I I just wonder what he can do with a healthy QB and a very accurate QB. Yeah, because with those either one of those two things, if he had a healthy Mariota or an accurate quarterback, dude, I think he could be like a top ten receiver. I just think he he has because he's also really good after the catch. He's a guy you just want to get the ball in his hands. I remember watching his college tape and thinking. This is Terrell Owens on the field, you know, how he plays and everything like that. I think the the big difference and the concern was he didn't deal with too much press in college. But I think he's answered some of those questions this year. Mm-hmm. But I still think... And he what, held up a good against... He held up well against press. Yes. No, he did. Because he, of his sheer size. And he, he's not afraid to use to be physical and use every bit of that size. But like I said, you know, I think he is better when he gets, you know kind of a free release and he's able to build and vary up his speed and you know put his foot in the ground change direction um i think their best bet if you're a defend defender is still to get up in his face you know what i mean because i think he's a little bit less experienced than that but he has showed some promise julian edelman everyone nobody gives him respect they're always like oh yeah he's good and then he puts up numbers people don't really draft him it's i get it tom spreads the ball around you know no gronk though and but he's is he suspended again i feel like he's suspended every year no, he's not. Okay. Um, well, that was the, the key thing with Edelman last year was he was wide receiver 20 in PPR for 2018. He was coming off an ACL tear, and he missed four games. So he would he was 16th in points per game. Yeah, I know. I have, That was the little carrot that says, okay, maybe adjust it. That, in there, he was 28. Gotcha. And I originally was doing it. So, I, again, I was, I was kind of going off of like, all right, seeing where you guys go. These notes aren't the, the same things that are right here. Of course. Yeah, no. sheet. Um, we had mentioned Alshon Jeffrey in this category as well. Wide receiver 21 in 2017. Mm. Uh, didn't play three games then and was, uh, didn't play three games last year and was wide receiver 26 in 2018. And if you added the, just two games, he, like the average over two games, he would have been wide receiver 20 to wide receiver 26 uh, to 16. If you would have averaged the 13 points per game, like if you would have averaged what he was getting <clears throat> over the course of the season, if you played two more games, he would have been wide receiver 20. If you played all three games, he would have been wide receiver 16. And with him, you know, I wonder how Carson Wentz does, you know, I, I, I wonder how. I think Carson Wentz will be healthier this year than he was the last year. Cause yes, he was coming yes. off a multi-ligament tear in his leg. So I feel a little bit better with him going into this year. Um, you know, he he beats nor uh, he he was he beats physical receivers. He's uh, he beats physical defensive backs. He knows how to utilize his body. I mean, everything we were saying about Kenny Galladay, he's the advanced version of Kenny Galladay, just maybe not as deep speed fast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think Emmanuel Sanders needs to be in this cohort. In that, uh, in that 25, in this group. 26 group? Maybe even in the 18 to 20. I'm not sure whether he replaces Jeffrey or Boyd, but I just think that, you know, I know your concerns with his injury. He's a little bit frailer. Listen, when I watch him play, he doesn't get tackled. He mm-hmm. gets fucked up. Like, he gets hit hard. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? I understand. He plays at the slot. Yes. They also got two really young guys who show yes. a lot of promise. Cortland Sutton, who I did a bit of tape study on. And Deshaun Hamilton, who I haven't gotten a chance to to really get to look at the tape for him, but he also didn't have a lot. He's last a very year. good route runner and good good solid hands. But but my I, I think the big playability right now is still Emmanuel Sanders going to be their go to guy. Um, early indications in him back in camp, uh, he's looking good. All right, he's looking. He's not favoring anything. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you get concerned about being being healthy, but he's always kind of. Jumped above his potential or whatever people projected him to get every single year. Because I think they always looked at him as like the number two to Demarius Thomas or whoever else was there. And then he really kind of came into his own last year when he kind of took over. Um, definitely helped me in fantasy in plenty yeah. of weeks. So I'm not going to speak ill of him. Um, a lot. He's very explosive. I, I mean, he baptizes corners left and right, but nobody talks about it. And again, I think for me, I just want to see that he's back to full health and that he's fully, he's ready to go. Right. So I, I'll adjust as my ranks get closer to the season that I know he's going to play, that I know he's not going to miss any games, that I know he's going to be back to full speed. 
again, he's coming off an Achilles tear. It's not yeah. it's not a great injury to come off of for a wide receiver, especially one in his 30s. Yeah. Um, cool. Anybody in that top 24 range that you think belongs there other than Emmanuel Sanders? That I think belongs there? Oh, in the, top so, oh, 20, okay. in the wide receiver two right. range. That, somebody that's not in there that yeah. maybe belongs there. I would make a case for Mike Williams. I would I, make a case for Mike Williams just because, again, that's all projection. Yes. Right. We're not going off of oh, what did he do last year? Well, he didn't do much. So it's I'm I Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers, man. I I like watching Mike Williams. He's a dude. He's like watching an elk play football. Yes. He's big. He can post up really well. He he's physical. Can get vertical, like vertical, like up, like not just vertical going downfield, but vertical like get up yes, in the I air guess. and get the ball catches away from his body. Uh, he, you know, he has an occasion every once in a while to fall down on a route, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no biggie though. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying it happens super often, but it has. Here's the occasion to be a little clumsy. <laughs> we haven't figured out why he just falls. Last year he did cut himself with can opener. So, uh... <laughs> but he uses the threat of like his speed and his strength his and his power to to keep defenders off of him. He uh, he. he Again, like I said, he looks like he's part animal. He looks like he's an elk. And he's an immense red zone weapon. We saw some red zone usage. And there were games where he basically won them the game. He He's a bit faster than he gets credited for, too. Like yes, He gets yes. deep. He gets deep. He has game speed, for sure. He has that ability to get a lot of deep balls. So he fully extends to get TD catches. He's I, I, I really like him. He's kind of the... Uh, Kind of reminds me of Vincent Jackson. Even reminds me of Kenny Galladay. Like, those guys yeah. are all in that kind of same tier of player type of player. Um, I just don't know how they're going to utilize them. I don't know what the situation is with that team. Uh, I have them currently at wide receiver 30, and I think it's just because wide receiver is very clouded, right? And you have guys there. It's like, do you drop Larry Fitzgerald further? Do you drop uh, no, Marvin yeah. Jones I, further? I, Maybe you drop Marvin Jones. Maybe you don't think he's going to have a good year. Maybe Allen Robinson. I think Mike Williams is a really good like if you had a wide receiver three in that like RB flex. wide receiver cat flex position. Yeah. Um, yep. For sure. I does he have the potential to be higher? Yeah, but I think can he break into the wide receiver two category? Maybe because to be honest, yeah. that team doesn't have much. It has Keenan Allen. It might not have Melvin Gordon, and yeah. maybe Travis Benjamin. Well, he he will be a wide receiver two for a lot of people depending upon their draft strategy. But I think if you're sitting there with a wide receiver three of a Mike Williams. You got a pretty strong team. Yeah, and I agree. Um, yeah, that kind of that starts out. It's the part of the next tier of players that I'm still working on the the order for them, I where think... it's Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, Marvin Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, and again Tyler Lockett, guy who everybody was waiting to pop for the last like three or four years, yeah. and just insane athlete, insane athlete. Problem they, with him, and is... they they scheme to get the ball in his hands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, watching him, I don't. the The thing that he does well is he is fast. He's he has quick, like he's kind of like and he'll a, make you miss. I agree. He's, they almost use him. I would say a little bit less than like maybe the chief, but in a similar role, the Chiefs use Tyreek Hill. You know, they have all these other weapons, and then you know, I remember a couple times last year, like he'd have three catches, but it would be for you know. 150 yards and two touchdowns. You know what I mean? He wouldn't get that many targets, but they'd have plays in the playbook specifically for those to happen, and they'd execute very well. So you were guaranteed that one of those, he was going to get a big play in every single game. I think this is also uh, where we could see towards the end of the year, as far as like 24 through 30, one of these rookie wide receivers make a, uh, who's going to have their, who's going to have a big year? Of the rookies? You know what my guess actually kind of is? Is A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans. Hmm. Because I think he's going to play the role that people think T.J. Humphreys is going to play. Uh, I don't. I think he's going to be a late bloomer. I think he's, of the of the rookie guys, I think that's the guy who I kind of like. I, I liked A.J. Brown coming out of college. And uh, I don't have him high on my list of guys because, you know, rookies, yeah. you know, you're better off waiting. I think Paris Campbell's another guy, guy in the Colts that got yeah. drafted. <clears throat> can play out of the slot. I think he's gonna. I think Ty Hilton's gonna take a lot of coverage from him. Uh, just no. rip the top off the defense and don't say Devin Funches because I don't like Devin Funches as a player. No, no, no. Who's yeah, gonna uh, say Devin Nikhil Harry. You're talking about on the Patriots. Yep. Mm. Mm. I listen. You never know. Uh, mm. But I also don't. Marquise Brown. Baltimore. 
two major issues with Marquise Brown. One is coming off a Liz Ooh. Frank injury. Hollywood. And who's throwing to him? Huh? Who's throwing to him? Lamar Jackson. And no, 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 no. He's throwing to the dirt. <laughs> I mean, listen. So Let's get Shane back on here to talk about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and you got the other guy, too. <laughs> and the way he throws about, the ball. He's not Tyler good. Lockett. When Tyler Lockett's covered, who's the ball going to? Tyler Lockett's fucking quick, and like I said, they. Well, oh, you're talking about DK Metcalf. There's another guy that we have to talk about. I feel like we. Have, I mean, maybe not this early. I. I know he's not going to be going in the top forty. No, these guys aren't going to go there. But these are guys. Potentially... He's not a guy who I would take in the top forty. No, but these no. are these but he, are guys that could wind up. You know. When we did the draft preview, the thing I said about him is he could be a Julio Jones. That's his ceiling. Yes. I mean, I don't think anyone debates that's his ceiling. He's not as buttoned up as him. He doesn't have everything on tape. Like there was a, no, there was no doubt about what Julio Jones was going to be when he was coming out. But with the skill set that DK has, the size, I mean, it it only makes sense that if he puts everything together, that's how good he can be. But again, that's a big if. Yeah. Um, Chris Godwin, man, I now going to be playing in playing a lot of downs in Tampa Bay, and I don't love. Uh, James Winston, right? Oh, really? No. Nah. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard. I'm not part of his fan club anymore. I never was. but Yeah, I was going to say, hold on. Never had the, uh, the the card. But I do like Chris Godwin. I am a big Chris Godwin fan. He was wide receiver 27 last year. So to think that he's going to take a step forward as uh, you know in his third year in the NFL is probably not that big of a shock. No. I think where you have him makes I a just, lot of sense. I just don't think that team overall production is going to take a step forward. So I don't necessarily think that Godwin will take a step forward. Well, just because the, the team itself won't take a step forward doesn't mean you won't see some kind of production. I, I can see him getting something because he, he can play all over the formation. I'm just thinking about he, what Tampa He's got Bay solid did. hands. He's good outside. He handles press really well. He's physical. He adjusts to the ball. He's smooth in and out of breaks. Uh, he's got good long speed, can high point the ball, very decent vertical. With him, I'm just thinking what the what the Bucks did in the first what was it two, three, four weeks. They're just not going to do that again. Yeah, and I mean, think about it. But they also don't have Deshaun Jackson. Like it's it's gonna he's gonna be like I still think he's good enough. Where maybe they're maybe they're not going to win any games. I I honestly don't know if they're going to win anything. Like I don't think they're going to be winning that many games. I don't have him as a favorite, but. I just don't see I just production think... coming out of that team that actually came out of last year. I just think a lot of the numbers that came to all of those players on the Bucks last year were like a majority in the first four weeks. Ryan Fitzpatrick thrown like 600 yards. Yeah, classic. Seven touchdowns. Classic Ryan well, Fitzpatrick. Well, Godwin got a lot of his points on touchdowns and being in the end That's zone saying, and posting like, up. But he also yeah. played well at the end of the year, too. Yeah. Another guy you have on this list, and I don't mean to jump away too much, but like I'm kind of intrigued by Dante Pettis. He's a big, big sleeper talker this year coming up. A lot of I've seen a lot of other podcasts, a lot of YouTube channels yeah. talking about Dante Pettis. Well, I think you know you're getting a, a you're getting your quarterback back. You know, I think yes. that's number one. And he played really well last year, and he's a good route runner. I'm going to pull up the talk about teams taking a step forward. I think they have to take a step forward. They kind of are. They're going to have to get rid of their their coach and manager. Right. They're just not. He's a great route runner, though. Uh, we're talking about Dante Pettis. He, he's got San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah, but that's my point. Like, if you yeah. get your quarterback back, that's supposed to be your quarterback. He reminds that me that means you have to take a step forward, right? Yeah, you'd hope, right? But yeah, I mean, just logically speaking, and not for nothing. Like, I think Jimmy Garoppolo showed that he can do something really well. He's so, good, He'll and be he fine. shows a handle over the offense. So, if you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo can handle that offense better than Matt Ryan did? Yeah. So right there, you have that potential for that offense to really take take off. I have almost running. no concerns about him. I really do. I really have no, almost no concerns about Jimmy I'm Garoppolo. Surprised, I'm surprised that backup didn't go anywhere. Oh yeah. Uh, which one? Nick Mullins or, or oh, I don't think Mullins is going anywhere. Mullins, that's what I'm saying. They were both, but they both played. I think above what they were expected that's to play. What I'm saying. I think Bethard was kind which, of trash. Kind of Bethard was trash. He. How many people expected? Bethard and also, be- I watched Dante Pettis' tape. Both of them were kind of meh. Just saying. Mullins was better than Bethard. Beth- Mullins. Mullins is also Mullins. I think yeah. he works in this building. <laughs> Mullins. Like, who is that guy? All he right, played wanna, well. Oh, no, no. My, okay, oh, okay, I, right, I get it. This is why I Dante Pettis. Yeah. But my point is, yes, Dante Pettis, he'll have a more, uh, uh, obviously a much better. Well, he's a good route runner. Uh, he's solid with his hands. It kind of reminds me of Adam Thielen. Yeah, that's the, I, I yeah. can see that. As a uh, he's able to play outside and inside. He's good at getting open, feeling zones. Uh, 
is good at waving down the QB when he is open. Hey. He had a couple of good touchdowns Next last year. Waving skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for nothing. That's what Ewan did mean, really well got, when he played for, with Keith. He's Case got Keaton. the wave of Princess Diana. Just, I mean, he's so visible he really in the wave. When he speaks, I mean, he he's got a booming says, voice. Hello, I am open. Some would say the UFC were going to have him replace Bruce Buffer. <laughs> All right, let's get back to, you know. I, He's quick in and out of breaks, very smooth. It reminds me, like, again, like I said, what he did with Nick Mullins is very impressive. Nick. He was injured for a lot of the season, though. And that's something you might have to keep in mind if you are drafting him, was that he was injured for a chunk of that season. Yeah. And I don't he, care. I have it on my, in my notes twice that he basically juked a defensive back out of his underwear with just his route running ability, just his ability to just kind of, uh, like, with a stutter step and go in and make another break. Totally like the defensive backs on the other side of the field now. Like, didn't wow. know where he was going. It's like all of a sudden somebody waved a wand in his face. Direction change. Did the defensive back play for the Jets? I'm kidding. All right. Um, <clears throat> I actually probably have it on here. Cortland Sutton. Let's talk about another Bronco. Name dropped him last time. No, he's big. He's physical. He's he's so strong for his size. And this guy would have had. Far, I can't even tell you the amount of touchdowns he had called back that say, I watched what did we happen. Say last year, All right, what do you mean? I mean last because of a stupid holding not penalty last year, by Bowles. Okay, Sutton. Last episode. What I'm trying to say is, last episode we said we. Oh, grade ten minutes ago. We grade, <laughs> we grade wide receivers on stuff that they can't control. This is a good fit for. This is a good. Okay, I am not a Flacco fan. This I've been on the record saying that. On my list, which is 41. Correct, but I think he's a good fit for what Flacco can do, and that's launch the ball deep, high. He's get he he throws the ball high to people. He's got a little bit of Brock Osweiler syndrome to him, but I think that this fits yeah. what he what he does best. I mean, if you were gonna have a receiver, be a receiver for Joe Flacco, it'd be someone like Horton Sutton. Yeah, well, and my and what I have written in my notes as far as my thoughts of this player is he's big, he's good on the outside. Gets solid deep separate gets solid separation on deep routes. Not the best route runner, but uses his body to his advantage. Yeah, and shows the has shown progress and the ability to be the true number one receiver for a team. Uh, he catches well, has good body control, and he reminds me like a little bit of Devontae Parker, but like when Devontae Parker's done something good, mm-hmm. like the few times he has done something good, the good reps of Devontae Parker. He does he, remind me of Devontae Parker. He, that, he looks. You like know what? Him. Now he's I'm starting to rethink. <laughs> He well, does look like him. He has a similar build, yes. He's not as thick as some of the other thick wide receivers, but he uses his strength very well. And Cortland Sutton was actually a favorite of mine to watch the tape of. Mm-hmm. And that, not for nothing, last year when I was watching Juju Smith-Schuster's tape, that was what made me like Juju Smith-Schuster was watching his tape. So this year around, I'm looking at stuff and I go, well, the guys who are the most fun to watch are often the guys who are really good players, right? Yep. So another guy who I thought there was two other guys who I thought were really fun to watch. I had Tyler Boyd. He's really high on the list. Uh, Corey Davis had a couple of those games, but he, he wasn't as consistent. DJ Moore and Anthony Miller. Well, they're exciting. They're just they're kind of, they're explosive players, especially DJ Moore. Oh yeah. Well, DJ Moore's physical. He the fun part with him, he's not necessarily the best route runner, but dude, he just he will beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. He. I, I, it was a joy to watch him. Sometimes when you're watching some of these guys, it's, it's very dull. Like I, I think sometimes I compare them to all of them to Devonte uh, Adams is dull. No, he's not. <laughs> Devonte Adams is fun to watch. He's dull. He's great he's dull. at what he does. He's I, good. It's fine. It's dull. Doesn't do anything for me. No pizzazz. No pizzazz. There's not many defensive backs that are gonna push DJ Moore around. He's good. He's got great contact balance. He's like a running back playing receiver. Like mm. I would say, he's Kareem Hunter, Alvin Kamara as a wide receiver. Hmm. Uh, he's got good run after the catch ability, but like a running back, like he will break tackles. He will bowl over guys. Yeah. He he just finds a way to keep going. He's the tough guy. He's like a dog, right? Uh, I, I wrote like if you look at some, I know some of these guys have like like a paragraph. This guy's got two. So. I'm just I'm just giggling a little bit because I was just imagining you being like an actual like rookie NFL scout and like some coach reading your notes, just like <laughs> good waving abilities like a dog, and we'll beat the fuck out of you. He will beat the fuck out of you. Now go coach him, <laughs> dude. He's he's great. a nice guy. That's not what we're trying to say. 
He speaks softly, carries a big stick. That's what we're trying to get. What at I'm here. saying he is he, fight, he's good at getting he off the line of scrimmage. He tends to use they use him as a gadget. Like they will get him the ball. That's another thing is you want to look at the teams who want to get the player the ball. They do, you know, I said that before. Tyler Lockett. They do that with DJ Moore. Mm. They will force in the ball, use him almost like another running back. Word. Uh, he makes guys miss or have to hit him twice. Runs the same routes multiple plays in a row. A lot of the time, hitches and slants. But and I don't know if that's because of the playbook being limited, or it's that he's limited. But he, I think he is able to. But they use him in more complex ways. Like they use him in a shuttle pass. They use him in non-running roles, like a gimmick play. He's like I said, he's the wide receiver version of like Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt. He never goes down on first contact. Yeah, great body control. So, um, the other guy who I liked watching was Anthony Miller, yep. and he had the same thing about the run after catch ability, but his is more speed, and he's another guy that they scheme the ball for. Like actually, when you watch the tape last year, there's two guys that the Chicago Bears have at wide receiver that everybody knows: Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson played more of a big slot role here than he did when he was in Jacksonville. In fact, when he was in Jacksonville, he played on the outside and he played way more on the inside and almost played like a wide tight end, uh, played like a move tight end in Chicago. Well, Anthony Miller is the guy who, as you see them continue to go throughout the year, they like using him. He's, he's fast. He's quick. They like getting the ball in his hands. Uh, I, I was talking about before run after the catch ability. Like he, where's the, here he is. Where's the, where's the Bible? <laughs> the Bible. Um, he reminds me of Stephon Diggs a lot of the time. Uh, he's got he's very very good route runner, smooth in and out of breaks, tricks the defender with subtlety, gets up and grabs the ball away from his body. My biggest worry with him is the guy who's throwing him the ball. Tradition. If he was on a better team, if he if he had say Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball, this is the thing though I will say about. The two, you know, Anthony Miller and Robinson being on the Bears, that offense is going to be on the field a lot. Yeah, because they have a good defense. But they are losing their defense. They lost their defensive coordinator. Yeah, they did. Oh, did he go to the Broncos? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's there. Come on. Oh, God. He, uh... NFC North and AFC West abilities just... And like I said, they scheme him the ball. They'll throw him a wheel route out of the backfield. Uh, and they utilize him in the red zone. Like I said, he'll go up and get the ball. He gets vertical like Stephon Diggs. I, everything I saw from him, I see from Stephon Diggs. And it's not just that he is fast. He will break a tackle. There was the week 10, he goes up, he went up and got the ball on a 45-yard touchdown. He broke a tackle. And he, he constantly has these good games. And I love watching another guy who's fun to watch. Yeah, I think, you know, he's one of those guys that's slowly coming along, and I think he might pop this year, you know. Again, like, my biggest worry with him is the guy who's throwing him the ball. I think we have to give him a little bit more credit. I'm not a huge fan of his. I wasn't coming out. I'm not going to pretend like I'm jumping on the bandwagon now, but I think he's played above what what we expected him to be. Chicago. I don't know. Would they have, like, the ninth pick in the draft? I don't know. They made the playoffs. What are you talking about? The, yeah. the the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. They made it. I'm saying so. Like he didn't have like a horrible year. Like not a lot of people like Trubinsky and like Wojo. Well, they had a very good. They had a very good defense. Yeah. Correct. I'm and just... also the the coach is really good at scheming up plays. And like I said, I don't disagree. Like I don't think that like. But there were a lot of plays where I'm watching Anthony Miller is getting overthrown by a mile. Same thing with Allen Robinson. So uh, there there'll be balls that just go up in the air and then hit the dirt. Like who are you throwing them to? Mm-hmm. Like a guy who's seventeen feet tall? Yeah. And he... that'd be a wide receiver. <laughs> All right. A real giant. Yeah. So, um, are we are we good with like what's what's left? Do you have anyone else that you want to talk about? Uh, well, are there any guys you have questions on? That's I, I'm I'm good, Ricky. Um, because I also uh, a couple of guys who I do like. I do like Kiki QT. You know, PPR leagues. I think he'll be helpful. Um, yeah. However, with the return of Fuller, you don't know how much. That's the thing. I have him a bit, get and... I have him a bit lower than that. I have him in that fifties and sixties range of guys, and that's still that's a that's a range of players where you you know as you get closer to when you draft, you start to funnel them out and see like the guys that you really like. The some most. of these waiver wire picks, like uh, you're looking at uh, Callaway, is a good player, but you know he's number three. You know, it, at, 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 maybe he's four. 
on that might, team. Might be four. You're right. I mean, I you are a little high on Higgins, but uh, I mean, that's where you got to start prioritizing depth chart position yeah. over over ability. Yeah. Like like I'm not, and this is the thing I tried to avoid doing, but like Robbie Anderson is going to have a lot of these guys beat. Just... Well, Robbie Anderson's wide receiver 33 on my list. And, we um, didn't even talk about. Yeah, him. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like you have him a little low. Just because of you know he's he's going to be on uh, wide receiver one on a on a team that's going to be passing a lot this year. And Darnold's legit. I, I my only legit. worry with him is that I don't know what else is there. I, I I also just like the other like the other players who I have ahead of him, and he might move up more as we get closer. Like Sterling Shepard broke his thumb. Yeah. If Emmanuel Sanders doesn't really show up, or he just ends up not being able to play. There's ways that guys will move up the list, but this is kind of like the initial ranks of how I'm looking at guys and where I want to take them. And not for nothing, like Robbie Anderson does a couple of things really good, but he's not he's not like a true he's number one. He's not a one. complete receiver, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. just no, kind of in the yeah. one. He's a big play guy, though. Yeah. And if you ever want, you know, to put your best foot forward in terms of giving an argument for Robbie Anderson, I mean, I know I talk about the Broncos all the time, but you put on the tape against Denver and what he did to Bradley Roby over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really want, you know, something to back up your argument for both Darnold and Robbie Anderson, I mean, that that is them at their best. And I also think that Robbie Anderson was covered like a like a rug last year too, because there really wasn't anything else going right. on. And and that's but well, is but, there anything else there right now? Yeah, you got Quincy Anuma coming back. You got Jameson Quincy's. Crowder. You got Le'Veon Bell coming out of the backfield. You got Chris Herndon, although he's suspended, but coming back. I like him better. You got Sam like Darnold in a, too. Sam Darnold in his sophomore on his way up. I think that, there's a lot more that, things. That's what I'm saying, though. I think that, like, I, like as Darnold gets more comfortable and gets better, we know he has the arm talent, right? And now he's so, just got weapons. And we've seen where he can put the ball. And, but, know, now he, but now Roby he might throw to those co- other weapons, too. Maybe, but Roby had perfect coverage. My point is, like, we were talking about him getting covered and he was getting blanketed and all this other stuff. Darnold will get him the ball. So mm-hmm. there are things outside your control that can hurt you, and there's things outside your control that can help you. Yeah. When your quarterback reaches the level we think that he can or that he will, Right, that's gonna boost everyone. That's his wide receiver. Yeah, and, and Robbie's and, the number one. And guy. like I said, Robbie Anderson, I have him at thirty-three. I I don't see anybody in the top twenty-four who I take him over. Necessarily, top twenty-four, no, no. So, but you got him at thirty-three. Thirty-three. So then there's maybe what five or six guys, maybe seven guys that are like. I mean, even without the injury, you put Sterling Shepard in front of him. Well, no, uh, Sterling Shepard is again. A lot of these are still placeholders. <laughs> All right. Well, at this point, when you're between 32 and 33 is at the yeah. bottom of the list, it's not. When you're once you're past the wide receiver two category, it's kind of like, all right, when are you? That's usually around the time you're in round four, five, six, yeah. and you're looking at guys who, hey, is this guy gonna pop? Is this guy got a, a chance to be a wide receiver one? Can this guy be back at least a wide receiver two category? That's usually around the time Yuchi yeah. drafts Lance Kendricks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, two other guys I really do want to talk about, uh, D.D. Westbrook and, uh, Cooper Cup. Oh, I forgot about both of them. They were on my team, or Cooper was on my team two years ago, and D.D. was on my team last year. I like him, but I don't have anything to say about him. Cooper Cup, man, is, uh, is, is, his wide receiver 25 in 2017. He, uh, he plays, like, almost like a big slot slash, like, fast tight end role. Mm-hmm. He, uh, his, his speed is, like, he's quicker than he's expected to be. Mm-hmm. And he really builds up speed too as he gets downhill. Yeah. Well, I think he's good at maintaining that speed. I think he's a really like a four six guy, but he, but he's really good at maintaining it on long routes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he just he he also becomes a bulldozer. Like that's why I'm saying he's actually kind of like a big tight end. He's yeah. like a quick tight end. Um. He's anyway. Like I said, athletic slot gets going like a freight train. It's lot, and also what they do is they match him up against linebackers. What they do is they almost kind of use him like a tight end. He'll be in there blocking, and then he'll eke out the backfield, and he'll go ahead and take a, a like a a flat or a slant route and just go and take it, you know, mm-hmm. fifteen twenty yards. And taking him down is hard. Yeah. So he gets matched up on linebackers a lot of the time, just the way their scheme works. Because what they'll do is they'll they'll have. 11 personnel, but they'll basically be using him like a tight end. Right. And they'll have one of their tight ends flexed out. Yeah. And then, and then when, like, Didi, you know, they kind of use him more like a gadget player. Like, you know, they might use a Curtis Samuel, or they might use even Tavon Austin when they were trying to get him to be a thing. Yeah. You know, they, he's, 
he does the slot stuff, but then they also have special plays specifically designed to get Didi the ball because he is a playmaker. Now his inconsistency is what concerns me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I had him on the bench every week he shouldn't have been. So I, I was off. What by was one that week. last year or two years ago? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But the point was it last year? It might have been last year. I think I had him last year. So I I, he, I had him starting, and he get put up one point. I benched him. He put up 20 points. I started him. He put up three. Well, last year he was averaging 19 points a game when he was healthy. Right. Well, that, and he was on pace for being one of the, the highest scoring receivers. And he was on my bench for every one of those games that put him over the edge. Yeah, no. And when I did start him, his he was putting up four points. I think I dropped him. I picked him back up. I think there was a few. Me I think you're talking had, about two years ago then. Maybe I, it's a two yeah, years Yeah, I'm thinking you're thinking two years ago. I don't know. It feels like last year. Uh, the last guy I want to talk oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, was DD. Um, are there any guys that you guys want to talk about? Anybody on the list that you kind of want to to move around? Anybody who you really had big questions on? I just want to do a quick fire round. I got a quick fire, quick fire round for the two of you when you guys are done. All right, because DD uh, Westbrook, dude, that guy, he's fast, and they, he's another guy who a was fun to watch, and b the team gets him the ball. And they find ways. They'll use him as a running back. They'll get him uh, on a jet sweep motion. We'll get 12 yards. He's a guy who, he reminds me a lot of Tyreek Hill. If he had a good quarterback, if he was on a different team, he would be, like, we'd be talking about him as a top 15 guy, top 20 guy. But because of where he is, what team he's on, and I don't know how you feel about Nick Foles, but I don't know if I feel super comfortable with a guy who's playing with Nick Foles. I feel better. I feel better than when he was playing with Blake Bortles. Yeah. Shots fired. Uh, you know, he fell in the draft because of off-the-field issues. So he's an extreme athlete. You get him the ball in motion. You see him play outside. He lines up mostly in the slot, but he can play all over the formation, like I've said with a, a few guys. But uh, they really like getting him moving, and that will set the defense on their heels. Uh, and he's a thick dude. He's like a thick Tyreek Hill. He's got wheels. Great on crossers. If you kind of just get him a little bit of a leading run at it he could take it to the house and he's done that a few times and he gets a lot of end rounds again like i said he's he they utilize him a lot i could see them utilizing him more and with nick Foles, i could see him benefiting from nick Foles being there i could see di filippo trying to utilize him in a different way um well, I, I think he's i think he's the best receiver on that offense by exactly. a long shot and I think there's a lot of capability for him to jump up. I have him at wide receiver 34. I and he I could, could jump up, yeah, a hell of a lot. Oh yeah, and I kind of like him above Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, I, I, I may, I don't know. I, the, uh, Cooper Cup's at 35 because of the injury risk, because of him coming off an ACL. You don't know how he's gonna really adjust to that. <clears throat> um, I don't see anybody else that was really particular that I intended to really talk about, to be honest. Zay Jones was maybe the one last guy mm-hmm. that uh, I didn't talk about. But, you know, the main problem with Zay Jones is I just don't trust his quarterback. Nope. But uh, he's a quick receiver with solid route running technique, can play inside and outside. Team likes using him. He's a focal point of the offense, and they try to get him the ball. And his QB overthrows him more than anybody I've ever seen. He Honestly, Josh Allen is Blake Bortles 2.0. Yeah, and especially in how much you don't like him. Yeah. And, and he gets, But he gets a lot of red zone looks, and that will count for something hopefully eventually. Uh, very crisp, very good route runner. I don't know. Is there anybody else here that you guys had major questions on? Major questions? No. Uh yeah, no, I, I mean, Demarius Thomas would be interested to see what happens with him with New England. I, I would just say that. They seem like they always have something up their sleeves, but who knows? Maybe he gets cut next month. We'll see. Yeah. All right, so if I have your permission, I want to do a quick quick fire round. I, w- I want quick answers. Predictions for four categories. All right? I'm going to start with Woj. Who's going to be the top sleeper this year? In wide receiver? Wide receivers. Define sleeper though. Sleeper guy who guy tenth who, round, sixth round, eleventh round. Yeah, yeah, like late, late round. Because like you could say Corey. Uh, I guess Corey Davis isn't really a sleeper if, if he's late rounds. Late one. rounds. You're drafting him to your bench. You wind up starting him almost every game for the last for the end of the end of the year. Someone that comes out of nowhere. 
would any of the guys that we just talked about be included in that? This is the slowest quick fire round ever. No, no. It's a slow burn. Okay, so guys who just like came out, like aren't even on this list of guys that I talked about. Last year, a good one would be uh, MVS. I wouldn't even say he was a sleeper last year. But with that kind of idea, I would probably, when we were talking before about A.J. Brown, uh, Debo Samuel, guys who were rookies. There you go. Uh, Paris Campbell. <laughs> that takes away my next question. <laughs> Rookie, uh, Ricky, do you, do you have like a number one sleeper? Uh, I just, I mean, Deshaun Hamilton. If if Sanders gets hurt, he's going to fill that role. Okay. I mean, that's where that he could be a sleeper that jumps up, puts up go. big numbers if that happens. All right, number one w- rookie receiver, Terry McLaurin. Hold on one second, Terry McLaurin. <laughs> that was the one I wanted to bring. There's up. the kill, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Terry McLaurin, man. Because first off, he's playing on the Redskins, but he's playing with a guy who he played with in college. Okay, great route runner. Fast as fuck. All right, that's the rookie that I would want to grab. That like Not, I think, no, sleeper, he's a sleep, sleeper. Well, I think he's a. I think he's a sleeper. Okay, number one rookie wide receiver at the end of the year. AJ Brown, Nikhil Harry. Okay, number one sophomore receiver. Deion Kane. <laughs> Seriously, end of the year, number one sophomore wide receiver. Guys in their second year, so oh. that would be. Guys like Michael Gallup, Anthony Miller, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. I think it's Ridley. Ridley? Anthony Miller, right? You made such a case for him. You can't not pick him now. Well, either him or DJ Moore, right? Yeah, it's true. You made a case for both. See, you, you like too many people. Christian Kirk? Captain Kirk is not involved in that. I don't think he, because I don't think the head coach cares about Kirk, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's a great reason. Like, no, like Cliff Kingsbury comes in and they drafted how many receivers? That's true. So I don't know if he's hit. in the game plan, to be honest. All right. So we'll, we'll just jump to my last one. Overall, no matter what year they are, what about the number one most improved receiver? Most improved? Most improved. So last year to this year, let's not count any in- injury-ridden guys. So not saying like they had Like they were out because of an injury, but we know yeah. they're good. Yeah. Like A.J. Green or something. Yeah. yeah. Most improved. That's such a category. <laughs> well, okay, because what I'm thinking of is someone like Demarius Thomas, but he was hurt. Yeah. But then he got traded a lot, and he's been on a decline. Mm-hmm. So I almost think like the biggest improvement might be him, though. Like I don't know that he was. It's not like he was a great receiver where he when he got hurt. You know what I mean? Like I think. And then he got traded. I don't think his production necessarily went down because of that. I think he just had a down year. You know what I mean? I, I think he's. I but I think with this new system, he could pump jump back up to a real. I mean, he was almost every other year he's been in the right. league. He's uh, like, like every year he's been fantasy relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that that one's a different fact because, like I said, he moved around. He yeah. did get hurt. And, uh... I think for me, Go sophomore receiver is going to end up being. Well, no. Anthony Miller. <laughs> oh, he still hasn't answered. That. Oh, well, I, and as far as most improved, it's hard because I always think about the ones that got hurt. Yeah, yeah. like that's. Yeah, the I hard... even tricked myself because I was like, "Hmm, Quincy Anunua," but then he was hurt. Uh, that's why he wasn't there. Cortland Sutton. Maybe Dante Pettis. I was actually gonna go with Corey Davis. So. Okay. I think he might. I think I might, Corey Davis okay. is a good one because yeah. Corey Davis, like I said before, he had games where he looked like a number one receiver. He also had games where he looked like he was starting to take time off and he wasn't as into it because of you know Mariota having the Elmer who's injury. throwing him the ball. Yeah, yeah, Mariota and Gabbert being who they were at the time. Yeah. So that was fun, Mariota. Marcus, Marcus Mariota, Marcus Pidgeotto. <laughs> we'll be playing in the Canadian League next year. Who'll be playing in the Canadian League? No, I, I said Marcus Mariota, who'll be playing with the Canadians next no. year. No. I don't know why Kaepernick hasn't played. CFL's getting interesting. There's a lot of players in there. I was I was just, because I still haven't, like, unfollowed some ex-Jets. And Lorenzo Molden, remember him? He's playing for, yeah. like, the Stampeders, and he was posting some videos for from his game last night, and there was a guy who literally was wearing, like, a joker in face paint <laughs> last night, and the guy... Literally, like, got three interceptions and four sacks. Like, guy went off the hook. So, yeah. well, Johnny Mansell, what happened to that? 
telling you, CFL was pretty cool. All right, now we're hey, going yeah. down to CFL. Rally. Anyway, so yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Unless yeah. you guys have any particular things you want to talk about regarding these lists or any, nah, any last minute many, players that you want to bring up. No, but how many lists are you got left? How, what, what's left here? I think this is, this kind of rounds it out. Rounds I'm going to release out. my finalized ranks on all these. Did you, did you tight ends? We did tight ends a few. That weeks. was what five minute Sorry. episode. Quarterbacks. Yes. Okay. Yeah, was I was on that one. Oh. All right. Thanks for being a fan of the show, dude. Sorry, missed the week. I was in the Bahamas. That might have been when you were in the Bahamas. It was. That's oh. the only time I didn't listen to the podcast because it wouldn't download. Which means that if you are here in the U.S., <laughs> you should be listening to every podcast. However, if you're in the Bahamas, it might not be possible. <laughs> He's not international people, yet. People in other countries don't have this ability to <laughs> take full advantage <laughs> of your American right to listen to draft vice. So, yeah, uh, subscribe to the podcast on both Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, anything you could s- subscribe to podcasts on. Uh, like the podcast, la- rate it, leave a review, leave a five-star review. Um, Couple say comments. Want, say that you want Steve to come back. What's with your little thing that you're drawing? I was drawing this? a map of my <laughs> most underrated uh, <laughs> wide receivers. So what, I'm what, not sure if that was Are you going to share that with the rest of the class, or was that just for yourself? No, it was just like, you know, Robbie Anderson's at the top of the tip. And <laughs> along with Robinson, you know, the base of the head. <laughs> Gakwe sounds like something that's in your. No, name. that's no, that's not in Gakwe. That's uh, Agalor, but I, okay. I always call him Agalorius. I, I call him the Agal- handwriting says in Gakwe. No, okay. no, look, it's Agahor. I always call him Agahor. Okay. You can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at Brojo Death Punch. That's B R O J O. Death is in the end of life, and Punch, which is delicious. Unless, and, yeah, you went the drink route. I like it. Unless. Uh, and you can follow Steve home. Also, you can follow him at Pums142. And I don't know, Ricky, do you have anything you want them to follow you on? No. I mean, this is – no. If you see Ricky driving, just kind of creepily follow him, <laughs> especially if you have, like, a motorcycle. If I'm wearing this shirt, you should be able to find me. <laughs> follow him on Facebook. <laughs> and he will be because it's the only shirt he wears. Yes. So. All right. This has been fun. Have a good night. We're on the set. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to pee.